pleasure to be here tonight riding solo again but do not fear for soon we will all be together again yes that is correct it is your host Roland Solo like a lone wolf Papa Sweden aka Papa of many children aka Papa Korea aka ASAP Pappy it's me. What can I say? This year has been a wild ride for all of us. As you know, the Juice Wolf himself has not only helped put a pub together, but build a brewery, a revised tap room, launch new beers, Gab's festivals. Amazing. Very proud of the boy. Can't wait to have him back on the mic, which excitingly we are recording next week which is very soon for you people i also have been building a brewery hence our distinct lack of love for you lot but i have missed you deeply and we really need to get through these awards so with that being said Tonight, we have a very special treat for you indeed. We have the second part of the Regional Steppies Awards coming at you right now. So we have joining us tonight, New South Wales Head Steward and Head Judge. We have South Australian Head Steward and Head Judge. And my home state of Tasmania, Head Steward and Head Judge. So, I mean, realistically, we're in for a reasonably good time. As you now know, Debbie's podcast is presented by the great BN Beyond Coburg. Quite simply, one of the best little bottle shops in Australia. Now, I have actually been to the great Beyond Coburg now, so I can say that with confidence. Um, and it was a really nice time. I would have liked to spend even more time there. Uh, but yes, if you'd like a little treat, perhaps to take to your local footy game or to the cricket or to a bottle share, they have everything for you the great beyond coburg coburg on bell street love that love that that's a delayed delayed wow now to this evening's topic at hand regional steppies awards we've been to gabs we've got to finish these awards off the final the state winners going to nationals will be next week so you will not have to wait this time so with all that being said, we should uh, we should really just get into these uh, 
awards, I guess. And, um, you know, I'm in charge of the market again. So we're going to have some really nice guests. We're going to have some special times. Starting off with New South Wales. All right, we are back and getting straight into the next state so we can get to these national awards. Tonight's head judge, hailing out of New South Wales, taking the reins for New South Wales. It's uh, it's one of those, I've said it a few times on on these two episodes. You know, this person needs no introduction. But if you know anything about Tony's Tap House, or if you've been lucky enough to attend said venue, you know exactly who this is. Who have I got on the line? Welcome, sir. <laughs> Good luck, Papa. Yeah, hi, I'm Tony, folks. Uh, it's really lovely to be here, and I'm sitting in Tony's tap house. Yeah, look, I can I can see in the uh, I can see in the background, and I was very jealous. There was talk that maybe I try and fly over for the uh, for the New South Wales panel, um, particularly particularly because there had some great blokes in it, and uh, particularly because it was at the tap house, and the photos I saw from. Uh, only poor Gus could attend in the end because the spicy cough got a few of us, but uh, it looked like a fun time. Yeah, well, there was a bed on offer for you, mate, and uh, <laughs> you know, we, we made up for it with just the one of us, uh, <laughs> well, you know, just one visiting anyway, but we had a pretty good night. So, yeah. yeah, Gus looked like he was a pretty happy boy, and uh, James Lewis said he had a monster hangover the next day despite, <laughs> despite being on <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about New South Wales. So what kind of year did New South Wales have as a scene in 2021? Well, probably not unlike the Victorian scene. It was COVID heavy, so really dominated by lockdowns, wearing masks. In my own case, I live in a lockdown LGA, so we were not allowed to leave the house for more than an hour a day. If you left the house at all, you had to wear a mask, even if you went for a walk. So going anywhere for a beer was really off limits. It was a difficult beer year, but it was a fantastic year for selling beer in cans. <laughs> so for all those folk out there who own breweries, I think they some of them would have done their record trading. So. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, we're gonna we're gonna lead off, I guess, with the most improved category as we as we have with all the states. Who was sort of in contention in that in that most improved space? Yeah, it was a really tough space. This one for us. This was our hardest category. We we had six players in the space. And there probably could have been more. It was pretty much a voter person. Yeah. So we had White Bay, mm. you know, who are in Balmain, who've been making some really good IPAs, doing some really good stuff. And, um, you know, their head brewer seems to really know what he's doing. Yeah, Slow Lane, who, who are doing the traditional stuff um, you know, and, and are making a mark, I think, nationally as well. Yeah, I agree. And Bracket, who've been that sort of breakthrough brewery who've, you know, month on month got better and, bit of hype as well. So they're kind of hitting all of those different marks as you go through your, your beer journey in your first couple of years as a brewery. Yeah, definitely. We had Staves, who are a mainstay of the Sydney scene, quite a small space, but good fun to have a beer in. Mm. Uh, and One Drop, who probably didn't live in the most improved category, but they got a nomination. But the winner for us, you know, the, the one that stood out was Sunday Road. Mm. So, you know, probably not well known nationally. And got a emblem that looks a lot like modern times. It looks just <laughs> like a modern times emblem. I think they've 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 nicked it. Uh, they're down in the shire. They're making some really tasty beers. They're a lovely little venue, uh, and you know they really have come about. So you used to go in there because you hadn't been for a while. 
but now you go because you want to, and that's a that's yeah. improvement. Yeah, they did have that. Um, I think they had a beer in the Carwin pack, um, the Canvan pack last year. Yeah, they did. That was a goodie too. Yeah. Yeah, I think people got people got around that. Um, they also did a little collaboration with uh, Hot Products Australia from memory on the must have been the uh, one of the new hops. Oh, geez, Eclipse. They were in the Eclipse pack. Eclipse. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they're doing a good job, mate. So. Obviously getting some respect. So, yes, the winner for uh, the most improved brewery, New South Wales. <laughs> Sunday Road Brewing. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Now, this next category I feel like is probably the easiest to allocate in all of Australia. And they're yeah. probably- Yeah, I, I really think this category was made for this brewery. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we, we had three nominees in the hype category. Yep. We had brackets again mm. because they're just touching in that hype space now. You know they've had such a um, a rapid rise that they're really starting to just sit on that bottom step of hype. Yep. yep. We had Mountain yep. Culture, who you know you could argue is uh, is a hype brewery, but in my view they're more a solid brewery than a hype brewery. And then there was One Drop, and you know in our views there's no competitors to One Drop for hype. If you just think back to Gabs last year, whether you were in Melbourne or in Sydney. You know, the Gabs stand that One Drop had, playing the music, having ice cream, beers, it was Gabs. It was hype. Everything they do is a hype activity. Yep, yep. Well, I don't personally love a lot of their beers, but I really enjoy having them. And, you know, you, you, you tip some, you enjoy some, you have a great time with all of them. So I think they smashed this category and it was made for them. Yeah, I agree. They'll be, they'll be very hard, hard to beat nationally. Um, I did think, uh, you know, once I sort of – got one drop and understood what they were doing and they aren't they're not serious about a lot of things um but i mean they do seem very dedicated to their craft too and as much as i laugh at the uh the slushy beers having having made one now and uh i will tell a funny story i um was putting one of our raspberry ghosts on a slushy machine and i had no idea how to do it so i messaged one drop and said hey guys just after a few pointers you know putting in this uh this ghoster in a in a slushy machine and they just sent back a whole bunch of emojis in a row, TMC. Uh, <laughs> and then the, yeah. I think the message read something like, ah, Papa coming to suck up to us. He's like, isn't this nice? And I was like, yep, I deserve that. I deserve that. But very cool, guys. I thought their stand at Gabs Melbourne was stupid fun. Yes, um, and it was the same stand in Sydney. It was just great fun. So Yeah, it was, it was yeah. very cool. They do bring a vibe to everything. Um, very worthy winners. And... <laughs> Hard, I think, hard to beat nationally. So last episode we did have um, for the for the hype brewers we had who have we got here? Uh, we had Banks uh, for Victoria. Um, we also had um, Bolter getting it for Queensland, and we had Rocky Ridge picking it up in WA. But I think one drop made to win this, and they yeah, won can't can't see Bolter in that space at all. It's not really their space. But you just said something that I've got to call you on. When you started making beer, did you ever think you'd utter the sentence? when I was pouring my beer into the slushy machine. <laughs> no, I did, I, did, I did not. And uh, look, I will admit, on the night at the venue and being there and helping the guys pour it and stuff, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, yeah, it is. That's the joy of beer, mate. It's supposed to be fun, you know. And, yeah, you know, and I'd say one drop every time you have a one drop beer, if it sprays all over you because it's nitro and shaking it or whatever it does, if it's an absolutely undrinkable barley wine, who it is, it's just good fun. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I think I think they really bring the theatrics to things. Like even that um that Hefeweizen they did in the Carwin pack where the can was served upside down. Like yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah, there's just good. there's some th- theatrics to it that I, I really enjoy. So congrats to the guys at One Drops. Uh, we're big fans of those guys. Always a lot of fun. 
Well, moving into this is the big category for me. Um, winning this is is akin to uh, you know winning uh, brewery of the year for me as for young players. So, who was in the conversation for New South Wales for breakthrough brewery of the year? Uh, we had four breweries in this space, Papa. We had Reckless, who oh. you know they're, they're just edging out of the that bottom tier and just poking their noses above the mm. above the pack. We had Sunday Road for all the reasons that I pointed out in the most improved category. Yep. They're very similar categories in, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. There was yep. White Bay again. They were you know in that most improved space, and they've they've had a few beers now that are starting. You know, you're starting to draw you towards their beer, not because you want to try it, mm. but because you've had it and you want to have more of it and you want to have more of it and you're hoping it's on someone's tap list. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's kind of what a breakthrough um, player is. Yeah. But for us, there was only one brewery that could win this in New South Wales and it was Brackett's. Yeah, I agree. And, <laughs> couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Brackett absolutely yeah. smashed it. Um, you know, a father and son team, you know, uh, Mike and Mark. Mm. I mean, Mark was a international airline pilot for most of his life and now he's funding partially funding you know his son's dream the two of them just beaver away mike tells mark so he tells his dad what to do every three minutes it's great to watch <laughs> you know and the beers last year honestly every month the beers got better yeah. so there was a real journey of improvement you can taste it and i'm a bit of a bit of a fan it's the brewery i go to the most mm. and i go there because the beers are good and they're getting better and there's still there's still room to move for them yeah, it's been, uh, you know, when I do a Sydney trip later this year, it's been one of the, the top on my list uh, to get out to Bracket because all I hear is good things. I don't know, Chris is on our judging panel for New South Wales. He was a huge fan too. So very, very stoked um, to have Bracket win that. Um, yeah. Yeah, the few beers that we got down here were really, really good. Yeah, the last week they put out two fantastic beers and uh, they're, they're Citra which is now you know, in, in the second week, is the, the best beer I've had from them. It's a little bit green still. Mm. I kind of like those. Nipa's a hint green, not too much green, but a hint green. And that thing is absolutely banging. Another week and a half, it's going to be a ripper. So, you know, maybe some – they're not in cans, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'll send you a couple. <laughs> well, watch, I reckon watch, watch this space, Australia. Yeah. All right. The big one, the absolute ball terror. The Brewery of the Year New South Wales, last year's overall winner came from New South Wales. We had Wildflower. Um, who was in contention this year for Brewery of the Year? All right, well, firstly, you know, I, I saw the range list of breweries for their festival today, mm. and there's 20 breweries on that list, and seven are from New South Wales. So, you know, what a huge endorsement for the New South Wales beer scene, that range of seen fit to ask seven New South Wales breweries to be part of their festival. So I think it speaks well for us. I think we're in a good space. Yep. You know, yep. There's, a, there's a few ups and downs. People, there's ebbs and flows as there always should be in business life. But we had three breweries in this category. That was Bracket for all the reasons I've just spoken about. Mm. And then there was the big two. You know, there was Wildflower <laughs> and there was Mountain Culture. And now last year, Wildflower were the New South Wales brewery of the year. You know, they, um, sorry, the year before, so 2020, you know, and it was close. There was a lot of debate. Uh, you were actually online while we were having this debate. <laughs> I was. Voting, and it was very close. Um, but in the end, we, we felt that, you know, Mountain Culture in 2021 built a brand new production brewery mm. whilst continuing to operate their other facility as well. You know, they made winning beer after winning beer after winning beer. Yeah, you know, and they planned a festival 
It was an absolute hoop. It was almost the first festival. It, obviously, it's outside of the voting zone, but all the planning and all the work was done last year. During a COVID year when everyone was locked down and they had the balls to go ahead and plan a Roush festival. I'd <laughs> say, so, you know, just for all of those you know, bits and pieces and the fact that in New South Wales, everybody wants their kegs. Every time you go to a bar, you're hoping there's mountain culture on tap. Not to say Wildflower aren't doing some great stuff, and they are, but they had a pretty tough year in 21 with some yeast issues. Mm. You know, they closed their they closed their facility down for a while. So they're just on their ebb and, ebb and flow cycle whilst they build themselves back up again. But for us, yeah, mountain culture. So, yeah, I, yeah think, I think mountain yeah, culture. Mountain had culture a, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think mountain culture had an absolutely huge year, and it's, it's, it's impossible to not see the mark they've put on the beer scene in Australia. Um, I think last year, uh, sorry, the year before 2020, they even had a very strong year then, but the opening of the EMU Plains facility and everything that comes with that and I guess their ability just to engage craft consumers from some the diehard all the way to the brand new, um, it's really impressive. Um, you know, obviously, Wildflower always putting out impressive years had some trouble with the culture um, and, I, and I did say, I think, on the chat that I think, you know, from reading – Topher's blog and hello Topher because he always listens. Um, it sounds like there's some really exciting stuff coming in the future from that. So I think they're going to come back stronger than ever. Um, you know, definitely didn't sink them, but very hard to deny mountain culture's huge influence on Australia this year. Yeah, and yeah, I think you might need a new category next year with that um, hype. You know, um, brewer of the year. Mm. You know, people talking about seeing DJ getting involved. During the festival, so you know you might need Rockstar Brewer of the Year next year as a category night. Yeah, so, well, we have yeah, and Topher will play in that space too, so the two of those can juke that out. Yeah, we have been talking about doing some more stuff around the people in the brand. So yeah, now we'll watch this space. We might get you to help us out. Yeah. Well, very very solid list as always from New South Wales. Most improved Sunday Road Brewing, Hype Brewery of the Year, and my pick for the National One Drop Brewing Breakthrough Brewery. Very excited about seeing Bracket Brewing up in there, and. Brewery of the Year, Mountain Culture Brewing, New South Wales. Absolutely huge. And bloody great to have you on uh, the show finally, Tony. Mate, great to be here. Um, big fans. You know, my wife's a big fan too. Um, oh, our, our thing is just sharing beer with folks and just enjoying the hell out of beer. You know, you've only got so many weeks and years on this earth, so you may as well have a beer every one of them and uh, enjoy the hell out of it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm very much hoping to see you down at uh, down at Gabs Victoria and we can repeat last year because that was a lot of fun. We'll, we'll be there, mate, and uh, just bought some tickets for Range Festival today as well, so happy yeah. to Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm debating that one. That does look very yeah. fun, the uh, Juicy juicy Fest just announced today. So. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, you're talking about that Rash Beer Festival. Now we're talking about a Juicy Festival, <laughs> you know, and they having been locked down for a couple of years across the nation you know, the boys in Perth still doing it tough. Lots of COVID over there at the moment. Bit of a lag. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Um, just, but just to see all of us being able to get out again, the brewers being able to get out and show their words, you know, it's a fantastic time. We've done our penance. It's time for a beer. Yeah, it's time for yeah, many so. beers. It's time for many beers. Tony, thank you for stewarding our judges for New South Wales. Thank you for being involved in the Steppies Award. Um, yeah, look forward to, forward to seeing your opinions up in the uh, friends and homies of the show as we give out these nationals, and yeah. we'll have to get you on when we come up to New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome to do one here, mate. We'd love to host you and give you a few bits. Oh, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great fun? We'll, uh, we'll make a bottle share like no other. Yeah, anyway, right. thanks for having me. Cheers, Absolute folks. pleasure, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. All right, 
moving on from the excitement of New South Wales and some some really juicy te- uh, contenders for the Nationals. Got a head, head judge from SA. He uh, stewarded the judges last year. He's back again. I think he's been on the podcast maybe three or four times now. Scotty Eaton, welcome back. Thanks, Clint. <laughs> How, are How you doing? Mate, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm, uh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting rowdy for uh, this is number... Oh, I've lost count now. Number five, I think, out of the six I've done. And uh, I'm getting real rowdy because there's some fucking stunning breweries out there and uh, we are hearing some really mm. good stories. How's um how's SA been the last uh, 2021? Well, obviously, you know, with COVID and all the restrictions here, it's been pretty hard. I've unfortunately sort of not gone out as much as what I would mm. like to, you know, to, um, to local breweries and to sort of sample those, you know, one-off um, tap releases, special releases and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a little bit of a weird year to judge, to tell you the truth. Mm. Um, We've had that a bit you know, everywhere. Uh, same, pardon? We've had that a little bit everywhere, actually. Mm. Yeah. Especially like the guys in Victoria, um, you know, they've really suffered with lockdowns and restrictions and all that. So, Oh, mate, after, after 10 days of being locked inside with my kids, I can't believe – our Victorian homies did like a full year. Oh, they all yeah. give them an order of Australia each. Let's just get that done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. They've they've suffered more than most, and you know it's good to see them uh, back out and about and enjoying things now. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. Sorry, just taking a sip. Um, the um, <clears throat> SA scene is ticking along pretty nicely. Um, yeah, the bigger the bigger guys, you know, the the people that everybody know are doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and doing it pretty well. Um, we, I think, we tend to fly a little bit under the radar compared yeah. to other states because of limited distribution. You know, um, we don't. You know, a lot of the smaller guys who are doing doing some pretty cool stuff don't send anything mm. interstate. So the only way you guys interstate will hear about it is if you get a care package yeah. from you know one of us here in SA, which is a bit of a pity. But I understand you got to look after your own backyard first. Yeah, and yep. you know. Distro to other states will come when you get some growth, you know, and get some money in the bank. Exactly. So, right. Exactly right. Well, on that yeah, on that growth, well, let's uh let's get right into the first category, which is uh, most improved. So, who was in the in the most improved discussion for you guys on the judging panel? Yeah. So we um we had um, Swell Brewing down mm. in um, uh, McLaren Vale. Um, for some reason, there's uh, five votes, but there was only four judges. Swell, <laughs> um, um, there was Ministry of Beer as well. So they're a little outfit up in the Barossa Valley, and they do some um, very cool sours and okay. some barrel-aged sours, mm. which are really, really nice, and then some, you know, um, sort of more standard beers. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're one to watch. Um, Weedy Brewing Core. Um, they were there as well, yep. um, and a lot of that's got to do with having a little canning line in there now. Oh, nice! Yeah, they're uh, so perennially on the lists. The weedy. Oh, absolutely, and I'll say a bit more about them a bit later on. Um, and shapeshifter as well. So yeah, big year for shapeshifter. Massive year, yeah. absolutely massive. Um, yeah, the guys there did did pretty bloody well. Um, so yeah, they were the most improved, and like Swell actually got two votes mm. um, one from myself and one from one of the other guys. And I was having a think about 
you know what beers I you know what brewery I thought was most improved, and it, I went back to it was about six twenty a.m. on a Sunday morning. I was going fishing with my best mate. We're about twenty five kilometers north of where we launched from. It's six twenty in the morning, and I've cracked open a can of Swell Oat Cream IPA, right, and looked in the you know the sun's coming up over the hills in the you know in the east and. I drank that at 6.20 in the morning. I was just like, God damn, that is amazing, <laughs> you know. Um, and then a couple of other swell beers after that, and I was just like, that was the day, like, it, their beers first really nailed it for me. Mm, you just know? started hearing like, really, yeah, they're, yeah, they've come a, they've come a long way. Um, you know, the brew team down there's um, really stepped it up, and it's it's good to see. I haven't been to the venue yet. I was going to go last weekend, but I got lazy. Um, Heard some good things so, about the venue. Heard some real good things. Yeah, it looks magnificent. It's quite a sizable venue, you know, down in McLaren Vale, wine region, you know, nice grass the area, you know, like it's kid-friendly, dog-friendly, mm. you know, all that stuff. Um, it looks really, really good. The food's apparently pretty awesome too. Excellent. Um, well. So, yeah, hopefully if they're open over Easter, I might um, – Go there. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm not dead from that share on Saturday night. <laughs> we did hear from Tony on that, just quietly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, most improved brewer, South Australia, Swell Brewing. Congrats to the team there. Very well deserved. Um, now, this category, I think, is one of the easier ones uh, for your state and for some other states. Who was in the yeah. chat for Hype Brewer of the Year for SA? Really? Um, it was shapeshifter and, and swell. Yeah, yeah, pretty fair. Yeah. And I think there's no there's no hiding the fact that everyone listening knows who's winning that. And tell us a bit why. Shapeshifter, well, new brewery, you know. Um, yeah, expanded the brew team. They opened a new opened the new venue mm. with the tap room. Uh, so the brewery and the tap room, and they just kept on pumping out. Good beer after good beer after good beer, and having a bunch of events down there, you know. And mm. I really think that they just, you know, they captured hype really well. They were brewing the beers that people will rush out to buy from the shelves and delivering on it too. Oh yeah, absolutely, they absolutely. Had, I mean, they had they had hype before they even had their own brew house. Like true, yeah. yeah. When they were brewing mostly like contract brewing out of Big Shed, yeah. Um, yeah, James McCall was um, doing all the brewing then and brewing at Big Shed Contract Brewing. But very good boy. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. And um, <clears throat> it's um, yeah, no surprise that Shapeshifter no, won. Super, that. super deserving. Congrats to James and the team. Looking forward to another night at Carwin like last time last year. Um, <laughs> let's make that happen, James. Shapeshifter, Hype Brewer of the Year, South Oz going in the running for the Nationals. Now, this is the category which across every state, this is if you're not going to win the big one, you want to be winning this one. Breakthrough sure. Brewery of the Year. Who was who was in the Breakthrough Brewery of the Year conversation for you guys? We only had, out of the four, um, uh, four judges, we only had two breweries. Okay. We had Kickback Brewing and Lone Gum. Mm. Lone gum, gum I've heard of and have lusted over <laughs> and have, yes. have been very excited for. Uh, kickback, I know nothing about. Okay, yeah. So kickback, um, I actually only went to the venue for the first time about probably, 
I think, five weeks ago, um, four or five weeks ago. Um, it's down in Aldinga, which is, a, you know, I guess a far south seaside suburb of Adelaide. Um, really nice area. Like where they've got it, it's sort of like in the Aldinga village, like in the centre of the, the township. Mm. You know, it backs onto the footy oval. It's a really nice space. Like the venue's stunning. Like it just – it's not over the top. It's just – it's just – clean, tidy, you know, it just mm. looks good. Yeah. It just looks really good. Now the back there's a big grassed area with, you know, um, uh, bloody umbrellas and tables and chairs set up and it backs onto the footy oval. Oh, nice. Um, like that and it's only, a couple, it's only a couple of kilometres, I think, from um, the Aldinga um, Beach, which is like an absolutely amazing white sands beach mm. down here, like crystal clear blue water. And, yeah, it's just a great spot to have a brewery. The beers, um, I had four different beers when I was there, um, all fantastic. Um, the one that really blew me away was their Welcome Stranger Hazy IPA. Mm. Okay, now that was just like it was a pineapple and tropical fruit. I won't say a bomb, but, you know, good amounts of pineapple and tropical fruit, but really smooth. Not over the top. It was just, <clears throat> you know, I could sit there and I could drink liters of it. Mm. You know, Session. I wish they, pa- I wish they packaged it because if they did, you guys would have some in your hands over there already. Because <laughs> I want other people to experience how goddamn good this beer is. Yeah, get like, onto it, kickback. If you're listening, hook us up some growlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to send a growler to. But um, yeah, fantastic. And you know, the vibe there is really laid back. You know. Um, it's just a cool venue. The staff were awesome. I ordered a cheeseburger for lunch, and you know, if a if a brewery's going to do food right, they've got to nail a cheeseburger. You for have sure, to. for sure. And I'm taking, absolutely, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I'm taking notes. Nail a ten out of ten, <laughs> a ten out of ten burger, and a ten out of ten beer for the welcome stranger. And the other beer is also like a red IPA, a West Coast IPA, and. Damned if I can remember what the fourth one was. But, mm. yeah, all excellent, very well-brewed beers. Well, congrats to Kickback, uh, this breakthrough brewer for 2021 for South Australia. But what what we're all here for is to is to find a contender um, to take on- To take on the, uh, the Nationals for the brewery of the year. Now, that's- We've had some absolute rippers. We've had Mountain Culture. We've had Other Side. We've had Moffat Beach, Dollar Bill. Who from South Australia is taking those guys on? We have decided three out of four that Weedy Brewing Corps. Ooh, big year for the Weedy. Big year for the Weedy. As we said, like, already a perennial favourite of everyone in the industry. What gave it to the Weedy this year? Well, for me, it's what's my first port of call Whenever I get interstate visitors that I'm showing around for craft beer, mm. yeah, that's it's always a- the Weechee Hotel. That's the first place I go to. Yeah, you know, um, anybody asks me where to come in South Australia for craft breweries, straight away Weechee Hotel. Yep. Like it's always first stop. You know, um, Jade and the team there, you know, they're just amazing. Yeah, the beers are killer, and now that you can actually buy some cans of them, like big 500ml tinnies. Mm. It's, uh, you know, for takeaways, it's bloody brilliant. Um, so, yeah, they, they just they just continue to do what they do. They fly under a lot of people's radar because obviously no distribution yeah. and only, you know, um, sales of their beer over their bar. Um, but, yeah, they just consistently kill it. 
Yeah, and, and just like one of the darlings of the industry too. Like, yeah, they just run a good ship. Everyone, you know, I mean, I know about the Weedy. I've never had a single one of their beers, but, you know, every person that talks about them talks about them with a fondness. So, yeah, well, you know, they're probably one of the original craft beer pubs in the country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. And Jay knows. Jay's forgotten more about beer than I'll ever know, probably. So <laughs> she's um she's a veritable fountain of knowledge. And you know, she passes that on to the brew team. And yeah, it's it's hard to fold a beer from them. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful thing. Like, where do you take someone when they first visit? Like that. I was just thinking about that for Tassie. And it's yeah, it really says a lot when like it went as beer nerd friends or not. But uh congrats to the weedy. It's uh <laughs> Very nice to see them getting the recognition they deserve, and uh, especially, geez, after a tough couple of years in Hospo, very good. Yeah, definitely. Very good to have them in. Very good. And to have them. I didn't have a weedy can um, to open, so I'm going to have. What do you got? A little, bit, a little bit of shapeshifter event horizon, barrel aged imperial set. Oh, I have I have seen this starwood barrels. Very nice, man. James, yeah, James is a very good dude. It's. It was very nice to have drinks with him last year. I hope he, uh, hope he's listening, and I hope he's yeah going to get around us. There's a tap Melbourne. takeover, I think, um, very soon in Victoria. I think it might even be next week or something. The yeah. shapeshifters. Very so. nice. If you're a Victorian, get around them. They are absolute crackers. Well, Scott, thank you so much, and thank you for stewarding our, our South Australian oh. panel. Not a problem. Always a pleasure, mate. Looking Never forward. Sure. Looking forward to hearing some input on this national stage. We've got one state left, probably the most important state, Taz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we are getting our uh, 80 or so people in the friends and homies to uh, decide these national winners. So from South Australia, we have most improved swell, height brewery of the year, shape shifter, breakthrough is kickback, and brewery of the year, Luigi. <laughs> Mate, pleasure to have you on as always. Be good. Thank you. And if not, we'll see you at Gabs. Uh, we'll see. Maybe not Gabs, but I'll definitely be down your way this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Sure. Thanks, mate. All right. All right. Well, we are down to the final of the state-based winners before we jump into nationals, still riding solo, no wolf or wag, just lifting, really lifting I am. Um, and as I said when we were talking to South Australia just before, we're in the important state now. We saved the best for last, the absolute tip top of the iceberg. And to do that, we have one of the original, very early, I want to say, friends and homie of the show and perennial Grog dog at the one steppy event we had at Preachers. Jack Glavin, welcome to the show. Ooh, thank you. Thank you, Papa Sweet. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have the title of early friend and homie and also perennial grog dog. Let's mate, I appreciate mate, that. Mate, you're always there when there's a naughty tap list on, guaranteed. <laughs> or tell me about it. Or smashing uh when when preachers did have the audacity to put my ghoster into a uh I don't know if many people know this, try to keep it quiet, but Preachers decided to put some ice cream and whipped cream on top of the ghoster, and I think you were one of the first people lining up for one. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, a lot of people rubbed my nose in that. And one I, drop vibes there. I was yeah, there for it. I'm, I'm very here for that. That was very funny stuff. Now, 
Tassie, obviously, unlike the rest of the nation until now, was relatively COVID-free. And given we're just talking about 2021, uh, what was the scene like in Tassie in 2021? Yeah, look, I thought it was, um, I don't know, I kind of appreciated that, you know, we had it like COVID-free and that mm. sort of thing, um, especially when you obviously look back to 2020. But I think it might have been a little quieter. I think sometimes we might have seen a little more innovation or like hectic ideas come out to try and keep um, the scene alive in other states. But in Tassie, we kind of just, you know, ticked along, did our own thing. It was still really good. Um, mm. I really liked it. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good assessment, actually. I think there was a bit of ticking on and a lot of, I think a lot of players sort of consolidating themselves as well. Mm. Um, well, let's jump yeah, in. Consolidating. Oh, no, you, you go. Consolidating is a good word to use, I think. We just kind of like took stock and, you know, started ready, preparing to get ready to kick on for the future. Yeah, definitely. Especially with borders opening and welcoming tourists back, which is very, very nice now. Um, let's just jump into the first category. Let's talk about who was in the conversation um, amongst yourself and the judges for um, the most improved brewery Tasmania. Well, we actually had quite a few options. I think this was probably the most wide open um, category, especially when you look at the nominations that we all put in. We had like players like Albert, for instance, coming through. Um, Ocho got a mention. Spotty Dog got a mention. We've got like Buttons um, Brewery, who's a little smaller, who's just coming onto the scene. Yeah, yeah. Got a mention. Um, so, yeah, I think this one was pretty spread. I think a lot of people kind of had their own personal favorites who they thought they might have tried to like step up their game mm. um, this year and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it was um, a lot of brewers kind of stepping up a little bit this year. Yeah, definitely. There was a sort of – I think, that yeah, there was a bit of a sense of that. Like, don't really feel like anyone, like you said, sort of pushed crazy stuff out there. But, like, seeing some of the stuff buttons were putting through and some of the, like – I guess they were doing some, you know – sort of funny, funky things in in Tank and, you know, the I think the science beer they did, um, which was sort of like a, a sour beer that was aged in Pinot barrels, like really pushing stuff for a brewery, you know, in Alveston that was sort of taproom focused until, until then. Who did you guys have for most improved we, for brewery Tasmania? This we ended up big. going with very epic music. Uh, <laughs> Welcome Swallow. Um, nice. Now, tell us a bit about Welcome Swallow because I don't think anyone on the mainland is going to know who they are. Um, no, and they well, should. That's they should. Yeah, I think um, Welcome Swallow are doing pretty big things um, relative to their size. So they're out in New Norfolk, which is a little out of kind of the main like Hobart scene. Kind yeah. there's about you know the three or four plus breweries kind of in Hobart and its surrounds, and they're kind of a little bit more out. But they've um, set up like a really great spot out um, in New Norfolk. They're putting a lot of, I think, pretty like modern beers. Like, um, mm. like they make um, making pretty modern beers when you compared to some other breweries that might be just doing like a lager and a pale to get like the beer drinkers out in that area. Um, so they've got like you know a double IPA called COVID Killer, which I think is pretty fun they're doing like an east coast versus west coast series they're doing like a cool chocolate stout they're doing quite a lot of things mm. i mean i think they really kind of came out of nowhere especially in 2021 yeah um they yep. just kind of just stepped their game up really tremendously 
I think they've got a lot in store for 2022 as well. Yeah, they um they really, you know, they they sort of opened that brewery or well not opened it because it was always meant to be open to the public first, but they sort of like had it ready at the start of COVID and just, you know, completely got kicked in the guts and to see see Nigel and Elias and the crew just sort of bounce back. Um yeah, it was really happy. And I mean, for me, anytime I go to a brewery and I walk in and uh, one of my wife's best mates from back in the day, Daniel, was serving beers there, it's just going to be a good time. So shout out to uh, Daniel if you're listening. But I've actually been drinking a few of the uh, Welcome Swallow beers tonight. I headed, I head out there, headed out there for a while ago to go to the Agrarian Kitchen, which people from the mainland might know of, pretty famous uh, restaurant um, just nearby, and walked into Welcome Swallow. And you walk into this little brewery warehouse and it is it is like crazy Instagram plant lady has gone mental or man. And the it's just like a jungle. It's like if one drop was taking acid, basically. It's very cool. Um, it's got a real vibe. And I think you nailed it. Um, the fact that they're putting out quite modern beers, um, like that they, they are not they're not playing safe in that regard. And, you know, for those who don't know New Norfolk, it's sort of a, you know, it's a more rural sort of town. And the locals seem to be embracing it. So yeah, I've been I've been sipping on this little organic kettle soured um, raspberry. I've been having one of those, and I had a couple of the uh, the fruited kettle sours, which were a real surprise to me actually. Um, and yeah, they've sort of I don't know they've got their own. They seem to have their own their own vibe to all their releases. Like they've got some sort of semi hazy stuff that's quite snappy. So yeah, I was super impressed. Though. So you know, congratulations to Welcome Swallow, most improved. Um, <laughs> Brewer for Tasmania, I think, I think really one to watch. I mean, that's what this category is about. All right. Now, I hear this one was quite easy, so let's just jump straight into Hype Brewer of the Year. Uh, can't believe I'm being made to do Tasmania by myself, but, you know, now that Ali works for Fox Friday, maybe that's fair. So who was in the conversation for Hype Brewer of the Year? Who harnessed the hype? Oh, well, for Hype, we really had two candidates that really jumped off the page at us. It was Fox and Spotty Dog. Um, we discussed it for a little while, um, but I think in the end, um, Fox, while they had, like, they were still putting out really good beers, um, the taproom was pretty, you know, pretty excellent um, year round. And they were doing like big things behind the scenes. I think that just like them as a hypery kind of didn't quite match up to what they did last year necessarily. And that's not a bad thing. Mm. You know, they didn't set out to be the hypery. Um, so we ended up going with Spotty Dog for the hypery of the year. You. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Uh, I will. I mean, given I've been given the desk control tonight, I will also, just because I saw that Benny and Ali put this onto the desk. And I'm uh, the resident Tasmanian in this group. And they love they love playing that one. Um, well, well, thank you for, thank you judges for giving us hype, bro. I'm very proud of that little little bad boy. We did uh, we did try and uh, we did try and push a little bit of hype over the year, but you know, probably definitely. Sim- I think probably similar to Fox, um, you know, who had to pack up their brewery sort of partway through the year. Um, and, you know, really had to focus on brewing stuff for their tap room just to, you know, try and survive somewhere with no brew house. Um, we were a bit the same and, you know, I think we had some fun with a, a few big releases and then sort of got hamstrung for by production because Tassie is just bouncing back so hard. Um, we've brewed nothing but Portland and Cali for for two and a half months now. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I sent Justin a message and said, what, you know, we've got to put something in tank next. And he's like, let me guess, Portland or Cali. So, 
Very much looking forward to uh, some new volume in a few months' time. Now, let's go I into – oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I definitely think it's deserved, um, like, you know, the rate that um, Spotty was kind of pushing. I think we, as judges we talked about the rate that you were pushing new releases, like online and social media and that sort of thing, mm. really was, like, really attention-grabbing. Um, I think that even on like nationwide beer groups like Beer Thread and that sort of thing, um, we're seeing people like drinking them, loving them, smashing them, and it just got out there in a way that no other Tasmania brewery did in yeah. 2021. Yeah. Well, thank you to uh, yeah the, my team because yeah they really nailed it. You know, Stu up at Miners, uh, Cornell at at Shambles, and the rest of the team there because you know being a Gypsy brewer, you got to rely on those guys too. And then yeah, Justin Grant. Um, my wife doing the socials. And do you know what? The most important person of all, our photographers, Ali Davis, who has since resigned because he bloody works for Fox. And uh, my new photographer, the much improved photographer, The Wick. That is that is much hornier. That is much hornier than The Juice Wolf. All right, let's get into the best category for me. If you're not going to win Brewery of the Year, I've said it seven times already, you want to win the Breakthrough. Who was in the conversation for you guys on Breakthrough Brewery for Tasmania? I think this one was just about the most hotly debated one. Um, we had a lot of different viewpoints coming from the judges and like all the nominations that we received. Um, like people were putting like Spotty Dog, for instance, out in um, the most improved, um, not the most improved, the breakthrough, sorry, um, which was like the contender for Hyper and that sort of thing. Yeah. But then other nominations for places like, like Penguin Beer Co., um, which um, is, you know, way out there, pretty off the radar, but they're doing like really great stuff out there. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. But it kind of ended up going down to a discussion between um, Welcome Swallow, who won Most Improved, and The Abbott. Um, and that's kind of where we settled on in our discussion between those two. And it actually was a tie between the judges. We were like, you know, 2-2 two, two versus who we wanted to give it to. And there was some discussion about um, whether the Albert was last year's winner for this category, Camp, just remarketed and whether they should really be in a discussion for the Breakthrough Brewery when, you know, did you technically win Breakthrough last year? Mm. Um, but then we were talking about, like, their reach, um, where you can kind of see them in nearly, like, a lot of mainstream venues, restaurants, that sort of thing that don't necessarily carry craft beer, but they'll carry... A uh, lager in a blue can made in Tasmania. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Whereas when you're looking at Welcome Solo, they've done really well, but um, maybe the one knock you can put on them is that they're not distributed. As, in 2021, they weren't distributed as widely. They weren't being put on tap as much as something like the Albert was, mm. um, which is looking to change in 2022. I think we had a discussion that they've picked up a distributor and they're looking to pick that up. But yeah, in the end, mm. I think with the new tap room, um, and the availability, the wide availability, and the newfound popularity of the Albert, we ended up giving it to the Albert for Breakthrough Brew 2021. Yeah, look, that is an absolute cracking pick. Um, yeah, a lot of respect for Welcome Swallow too, but the Albert, I think, um, yeah, it's a really interesting debate, actually. would have loved to sit and listen on that, of the Bocamp versus Albert, because to me, they are quite different. They are the same physical brewery, uh, but the beers are, are certainly quite different under JJ. Um, and I think maybe when they first came out, I was, I thought, yeah, they're pretty good, but they're not, 
they're not stunning or anything, um, but they've really won me over um, recently. I think he's he's going from strength to strength there. And I think Heidi um, and Mark and the team that are marketing the beers are just like they're stepping up. I saw I saw they had a like Albert had an ad going around Facebook yesterday, like a pretty well produced ad. And, you know, all right. The Albert Blue, the 3.5% mid that they did that kind of tastes like a mix of their Pilsner and Lager is my new go-to beer. It's a dad beer. can get my dad bought out, just be chatting in the backyard. It's it's delicious. So huge congratulations to the crew at the Albert. Breakthrough brew of the year, 2021 Tasmania, in the running for the national. Now, this is a big one. This is a big one. We won't, uh, we won't announce it yet, but we want to hear – we want to hear who was in the discussion for the brewery. Um, you've got brewery or brewer of the year. Um, who are we talking about there? Oh, there's a little, little, right. hint, little hint there. I like that. Yeah, it was a little spicy. Steffi judges just break rules. It's It's been happening all Yeah, episodes. tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, in the running for this one, um, the three breweries that we had nominated were Spotty Dog, uh, Fox Friday, and Ocho uh, Brewery. Mm. Um and it was we had a fair amount of discussion about this one as well. Um, we kind of, you know, went through them one by one. We we're looking at Fox, and as I said before, we had this sense that it was more of a consolidation year for Fox. It wasn't quite their focus to be out there really, like kicking, you know, goals for Brewery of the Year and that sort of thing. So we wanted to like mention them, give them, you know, props for putting out really great beers, but um, maybe considering like next year might be their year. Mm. Um, hard to beat, I'd say, in 2022. Very hard to beat. Yeah, so if, yeah they're going to be big. If anyone's seen the brewery that they've built, it is an absolute stunner. There is some good grog coming from there. Hot tip. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, and so that meant we were down to Spotty Dog and Ocho. So this was a pretty, pretty passionate discussion, I'd say. We were um, really amongst it. And we were talking about um, the fact that Ocho had released um, some really good beers. Um, they released that fifth anniversary barley wine. Oh, amazing. Um, which was amazing. Just, um, just, a, just a heads up, though. I gave Stu that barrel as a gift to put the barley oh. wine in. So, I mean, that's I'm, raw. I'm not saying anything, but you heard it here first. It was a gift. That's raw. We might need gift. to, um, yeah, <laughs> might need to look into that. <laughs> Yeah, that beer was absolutely um, stunning. I've got one can of that left, and I'm holding it for dear life. <laughs> so we were looking at um, that, and he also dropped. Um, well, he Ocho also dropped um, their Ride Double IPA, the Hairy Troll, in the mm. same time. Like it was like a, I think it was a triple drop because they had the seasonal IPA at the same time. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think that was probably the biggest. I think we wanted to say that was the biggest single release of the year, those three beers all coming out at the same time. Like they were hitting tap lists at the same time in can in like bottle shops at the same time. Like you could see, go to a pub and like have all three in one night. Like that was pretty hectic. Yeah. I think I remember Um, which pub that was because I remember doing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So those, that, that kind of like was an event almost in Mm. like the Tassie scene. Um, That was really big. Um, But then we kind of looked at the fact that they hadn't necessarily, necessarily released um any other like big beers like that through the end of the year so they had the Fehoa sour towards the end of the year yeah. which is really nice it was an excellent beer yeah it was um, delicious. but then we kind of wanted to look at spotty dog 
and what they'd done kind of through the whole year. Like there was a recognition of like consistency through the whole year um, with the Simcoe and Mosaic um, single hop uh, IPAs that kind of garnered a lot of attention. And then the uh, Westaway Goza mm-hmm. um, that re-released as well as like the core range continually through the year. And then towards the end of the year, the release of the uh, Tipper Roads in cans, um, I think we saw, and then the Canvent beer as well, which made it onto tap in a lot of Tasmania. So we thought that might um, kind of count as a, you know, Tasmanian sort of release. Um, so it was kind of a discussion over releases over the long term versus like one really hype, cool drop. Mm-hmm. Um but then, but this is where the brewer of the year comes in. Um, we kind of brought up the point that a lot of Spotty Dog is kind of helped along by Stu up at Ocho. 100%, um, 100% agree. We thought that maybe we kind of wanted to, if we had to give Brewer of the Year to anyone, we'd give it to Ocho, but really kind of give Brewer of the Year to Stu um, because he had a pretty big hand in both of them. Well, I have um, to I have to agree and I will wholly admit this. Uh Stu, Justin and I have a group chat and you know, when Justin and I come up with new beers, Stu's involved. We love love working with Stu up at Ocho. You know, love working at Shambles too. Um but Shambles we're generally doing core stuff and just real consistent. But yeah, look, so much love for Stu and I mean I gave him the barrel, so let's say I gave him the win. Uh, but no, it, love it. it's an absolute pleasure being able to work up there with him and just bounce ideas off him. And yeah, I think he is a very deserving brewer of the year. Oh, it's just love epic. It. Who, who else That's has the awesome. feels right now? All right. No, we'll cut that out now. There we go. We're back to normal. Well, That's good vibes. Yeah, it is good vibes. I played it out in full the other night. It goes for so long. Um, <laughs> It's a really solid list. It's a really solid list. Most improved, Welcome Swallow. Uh, they are one to watch for sure, hence hence the vote. Uh, Hype Brewery of the Year, Spotty Dog Brewers, definitely one to watch. Uh, breakthrough of the Year, Albert, perfectly picked for me. And Brewer of the Year slash Brewery, Ocho Stuart Grant at Miner's Gold Ocho. I think you guys have absolutely nailed it this year. Ones to watch in 2022. I mean, we're finishing out the show. Local yeah. market. Who are you? Who are you thinking? You've got your fingers on the th- pulse. Oh, I'd like to think so at least. <laughs> um, I think Fox. Um, for me, that's the first name that jumps in my head. Um, with the big brewery that they've just finished building, I think they said they were going to um, expand into Victoria in 2022. Yeah, um, yep. that's going to be large. That's going to be like really. Like not even just in the Tassie scene, large. That's going to be massive. Yeah, um, I, I think so they're going to be. My they're going to be. Pick. They're going to be one to watch across the whole country. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I think also you can say like on a like a smaller level, maybe like Welcome Swallow being more available. They're going to be doing some pretty interesting beers, mm. um, and I'd love to see more of that around, as yeah. well as Spotty Dog finishing the brewery uh, and. Um, kind of taproom area that's going to be a really sick setup yeah, to it's see be fun this year. i think yeah i think i very much encourage people to get out to welcome swallow in person if they're down in tassie because it's really a really cool vibe they they've captured something there and uh yeah my good my good homies brands on parade are now destroying them so you know their pallets are in the cool room next to mine which is is quite handy i will say um well look cracking list 
joining our other national nominations. So we've got some real players coming up. And I think, uh, oh, looking at this list, who do I think? I think Breakthrough the Albert has a real, real national crack here. But uh, we will see. Jack, thank you so much for being on the show. I look forward to uh, seeing you getting involved in the uh, Friends and Homie uh, chat where we will decide our national winner. And and with that, uh, I am I'm very much finished. I've done every single one of these by myself, and Mister Juice Wolf owes me a pint or fucking two. <laughs> Mate, love it. Thank you again for being on the show, and we will talk to you soon. folks there you have it our state-based winners all announced ready to fire up in that national chat it's all been decided it's almost preordained and now all we have to do is get our dates together step out onto that steppy's brown carpet and really just let the frothies shine let them speak for themselves a very special shout out to all our guest judges, to our head judges of each state. Without you, we couldn't do this, but a huge shout out to producer M, who really brought the whole fucking thing together. And without which we would literally be nothing this year. So thank you, producer M. You deserve a great day out plowing those fields. I'm your host, Papa Sweden. This has been the Regional Steppies. I will see you next week for the Steppy Awards for 2021 National Winners. Also, I'm just kind of vibing on this song right now. Toodaloo. Go home. The episode's over, bro.